The eight is about money, prosperity, abundance, power, business and career success, promotions. It's really juicy stuff, right? But what most of us don't know and what most of us don't realize is that those are byproducts of something that is so much deeper. I'm Nat Olson, and this is the Numerology Chick Podcast. Let's use the ancient wisdom of the numbers and our connection to our spiritual life to become guided and resourced professionals, move into that next level, bring in enchantment, impact, and income into our lives. Hey you, welcome back and welcome to 2024. So this is going to be the numerology workshop for this brand new year. I'm not going to waste a single moment in this workshop. I'm going to talk about what this eight universal year has in store for us. I'm going to share my top three tips to leverage this energy and make 2024 the best year yet to defy the odds of what's happening in your industry, the economy, in your friend group, and in your family. The eight is here to amp up your manifestation superpowers and to help you move and shake at bigger and greater levels. I'm also going to cover in this workshop the top three manifestation blocks that I work on with people that have an eight in their chart or who are just generally working on this thematic in their lives. Definitely have a pen and paper handy. We are going to be diving into some deep transformational work. Before we dive in, I just want to say a big, big thank you to everybody who has supported the Numerology Chick podcast Thank you to those of you who have donated this past month. Thank you to those of you who share it with friends and family. Now let's dive in. So straight out of the gates, if you're listening to this episode in January of 2024, I want to soothe your heart. January is a nine universal month. It is actually not the start of the new year. February 1st is... So here in January, I want you to take the pressure off of yourself. If you don't feel clear, if you feel behind, it is because we are meant to use this month to close the chapter, to wrap up loose ends. I want you to use this episode as a catalyzer for clarity. I want you to give yourself permission to release the pressure and to explore with me here in this episode just the exploration process and just the homework assignments that I'm going to be giving you here can really move the needle for you in accessing that grounded clarity on how you're going to move forward and how you are going to truly leverage the energy of the eight, how you are going to become the CEO of your life, defying the odds. All right. So with that said, let's dive into what 2024 is all about 2024 is an eight universal year the eight is known as the archetype of the ceo the powerhouse the authority 
the master manifester. If you go and look up the eight in like old numerology books, what you'll usually read is something like the eight is about money, prosperity, abundance, power, business and career success, promotions. It's really juicy stuff, right? But what most of us don't know and what most of us don't realize is that those are byproducts of something that is so much deeper. What the eight is really about is it's about empowerment. It's about awakening to this deep knowing that one of the greatest gifts that you were given by your creator is the gift of your own free will. You are the screenwriter of your life. You are the main character. And so if up until this point, you have been the supporting role, (laughs) or even the extra in the background, 2024 is going to be a year where you are going to be challenged to step into main character vibes. The eight really is reminding you, you were given the incredible capacity to direct your energy, to focus and direct your energy to what it is that you want to be or do or have. And it is only then when you leverage the true energy of the eight empowerment that you reap the benefits that we just discussed. That is when you get sustainable money and success and your bank account plumps up and you experience true abundance and prosperity and power and prestige and accolade. It's when you come back home to this knowing that you are the main character and that you and your cosmic best friend, you guys can create what it is that's on your heart. So I want to dive right in to my top three tools. My top three tools to become the CEO of your life, to awaken empowerment, and to thus receive the benefits of the eight. Money, prosperity, abundance, power, all of those beautiful things. The first tool is integration. I would say that this is the foundation of what the eight needs to achieve sustainable, elevated success. I would also say that this is a powerful manifestation secret that many of us miss because it's very, very easy to. Here's what I mean by integration. When you look at the way the eight is written, encoded within that symbol is a deep spiritual truth of as above, so below, as within, so without. The eight is a symbol that's speaking to bridging two worlds. It's speaking to this instinct that we have and this incredible privilege that we have of taking what matters to us on the inside 
and enrobing it with physical, external things on the outside. In other words, it is about taking our non-physical values and allowing them to be integrated into our physical life. I'm going to dive into advanced numerology here to solidify this point. Okay, If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you might already know this spiritual principle, but there is this thing in numerology that's called the power of sequence. And what it says is the only way that we can truly leverage one of these superpowers of the universe, one of these numbers, is by going through the previous preceding number. One of my favorite examples of this is you have to go through the number one before you can get to the number two. You have to develop a sense of self that's the number one, before you can get to the number two, connection, love, and relationship. So here's what's so profound and crazy. We have to be initiated in the number seven before we can truly leverage the number eight. We have to be deeply connected to our non-physical values We have to have incredible depth of conviction to what really matters to us behind the scenes. If we ever want to become a master manifester powerhouse CEO who is going to defy the odds in our life. And so when we look at 2023, a seven universal year, the year of the mystic, the year of the seeker, you can kind of see how we were initiated in this. This past year, was a year where we were breaking away from the tribe, breaking away from our industry, and really becoming the hermit. That's what the seven is all about. The hermit wants to bring us into ourselves, into quiet and into solitude, into our cave, so that we can discover or rediscover truly what matters to us behind the scenes so that we can hear the whispers of our own soul. And so in 2023, all of us to some degree or another reconnected to our non-physical values. We connected to this unique stirring or calling or purpose within us. We connected to even perhaps a unique message or perspective that we want to embody and share in our industry, our career, in the world. There's a reason that that happened. There's a reason why the seven pulls us deep, deep down, away from others into ourselves. Because if we want to manifest a life, a career, a reality that's worthy of us, don't we want to make sure that it's aligned with what really matters, with what's really on our heart? So the power of sequence says that to truly defy the odds and manifest at new levels, we must be initiated into our non-physical values. We must remember them. 
We must use them as an anchor. One of the biggest manifestation blocks that we run into with the eight is a lack of depth, a lack of conviction. It's not integrating these two worlds, but forgetting. We walk out of that cave and we think that what we want is the physical stuff. We think that what we want is to manifest the money or the income goal or that kind of external success or prestige or status or whatever it might be or dream body or dream partner. Like we think of it in terms of like the external world. But the moment that that happens, the eight loses its magic. Did you know that the reason why eights, when they're in their higher function, why people with an eight in their chart rise into positions of power and climb the ladder of hierarchy so easy, the reason that's a thing isn't because they're just bestowed with power. It's because they're bestowed with honor. It's because the eight by its very nature feels itchy when the outside is not an expression of the inside. So we need to make sure that moving into 2024, that we are presencing what we extracted from the cave. We need to make sure that that is our North Star, that that is our guiding light, that that really is our focus. Because if it's not, we are not integrating. And when we don't integrate what really matters to us into business or the external world, we are now experiencing a lack of integrity, a lack of honor, a lack of authenticity. And the eight will sabotage itself left and right if that is not present without even knowing it. So this is where I want you to get out your pen and paper or open up the notepad of your phone. I want you to explore your answer to a couple of questions. What did you discover in 2023 really matters to you? What's the non-physical stuff, qualities or values that you discovered really are your guiding light? And here's a follow-up that may only apply to some of you. What was the unique calling or against the grain message or vision or desire that emerged in 2023? I would even say that you were given, that you were kissed with. This was a gift from your creator. Document it and write it down. that hermit time, that mystic time, that time of isolation even, that inward time of 2023 was placed there for a reason. Your answers to those questions, those are your anchors. 
And so whatever non-physical values or whatever deeper calling or unique message you unearthed from 2023, you need to now ask that for guidance. Ask yourself, what goal or goals for 2024 align with that? And that very much might be physical external stuff. It still might be the income goal or the impact goal or like wanting those things, those beautiful, playful things in physical reality. But they're an extension of that deeper calling, that deeper purpose, that non-physical value. That is how you integrate. Now let's move on to magical tool number two. Magical tool number two is a natural evolution. It's almost like what naturally comes next after you integrate. So after you go into your cave and extract the treasure from 2023, extract the treasure from the seven, and you go out there in the world and you're ready to bring it into the external world, to enrobe it with the physical stuff of this reality, it is inevitable that you have to take back your power. That sometimes you might even have to go on a journey to the lands and territories where you left pieces of yourself. It's sort of like good news and bad news, right? Anytime we're working with this fingerprint of God, anytime we're working with this archetype of the eight, the powerhouse, the master manifester, the CEO, anytime we're tapping into empowerment, of course, we have to approach where we give away our power. I noticed this really, really early on in my numerology career that clients that had the eight dominant in their chart seemed to all share this very interesting challenge or struggle in common. And the struggle was they were actually phenomenal at cheerleading other people and supporting other people into success, whether it would be a, a spouse, a parent, a sibling, or a boss. But they didn't actually believe that they could do that for themselves or for their vocation or for their calling. I remember in a, the course of two years, I had two incredible clients, incredible women, both eights in their chart, who were both going through divorces where they had helped their spouse rise into success and prestige and impact in their careers, but their lives were in shambles. It is often a thematic of what the eight has to confront. Where do I give away my power? Do I think other people can manifest and have these things or be this person, but then I don't have access to that? I think it's important to acknowledge that oppression is real. And I don't mean that in a victim way, but what I mean by that is that if you do not develop the skill of owning your own power, 
of saying, I am the main character of my life. I have a say over what I am and what I do and what I go for. Like, if you don't do that, other people and the external world will control you. Not even out of malicious intent, but just because if you're not at the helm, somebody else will be. So taking back your power is a initiation and a rite of passage to become the CEO, to become the alchemist, to become the manifester, right? You cannot manifest the things that you want in your life if there's still that part of you who isn't seeing yourself as the screenwriter, main character, as the creator. So manifestation block with the eight. Second manifestation block we're covering here is oppression or victimhood. The eight when it's in its highest function, is the authority of their life. It's not to say they aren't receptive or they don't need support or feedback or help, but the eight has this deep connection to their own capacity, to their own capability, and they have a knowing that they were given the gift of their free will and they get to use it the way that they want to. The lower function of the eight is absolute victimhood. Taking your ball and going home. Believing other people can have it and you can't. Believing that you are a victim to circumstance, you're a victim to your reality, you're a victim to the external world. Magical tool number one will help you with that, right? Because when you're connected to that deeper thing, that deeper like anchor and north star it helps so much with taking back your power because you're not loyal to the external world anymore you're not loyal to other imperfect humans you're not loyal to authority figures you're loyal to that thing that non-physical value that has its own like soul and magnetism and voice right that's why magical tool number one is so important but Taking back your power as you go out there in the world is equally as important. So I want you to get out your pen and paper and I want you to explore who or what might you still be giving your power away to? Are you waiting for that special someone to say it's okay for you to do, be, or have this? Are you waiting for somebody to show up and like give you that approval? Or to let you know that you're enough or to let you know that you're worthy? Just write down, are there any antagonistic characters in the storybook of your life that come to mind? Where you've given pieces of yourself to them. You've literally taken like beautiful power that your creator that the zero that god gave you and you've given it to these other people that have no right to have it they have no right to have your free will they have no right to have authority over your creativity
and keep in mind there's no right or wrong to this. It could be a person from your past. It could be a person that's currently in your life. It could be somebody that is no longer here. It could be, um, you know, even just like a, a limited belief or thought that you give your power away to, right? But allow it to just flow out of you and try not to overthink it. Here's the second thing that I want you to explore to take your power back. How do you give away your power? Like, what does it look like when it happens? So you might think of the person that you give your power away to or the type of people that you give away your power to. And what does it look like when you do it? Do you not speak up? Do you focus on their goals and their dreams and not your own? Do you seek their attention or their approval? Do you need their agreement? Again, there's no right or wrong. But what does it look like when you give away your power? What does that habit look like? What is the unique way that you might do that. It might even just be like taking on the role of the victim, right? Your body language changes, you slump over, tears come to your eyes, you start to think self-pity thoughts, right? And then here's the kicker. And this is where we're taking your power back. What would be the opposite of that habit? What would be the empowered CEO you version of those moments like in those moments when you so want to give your power away when you so want to be under the thumb of someone else or when you allow that to happen or when somebody's trying to control you whatever it might be what would the empowered ceo you do different this is a new habit that I want you to bring in to your everyday life. It's totally normal to have the instinct to give away our power. It's totally okay. I have clients who are multimillionaire CEOs and they still struggle with moments when they want to give away their power or when they yield. That's not really a big deal, right? But what we want is we want you to notice those moments and to have a new skill or a new habit to replace them. If you were the creator, the CEO, the screenwriter of your life, how would you rewrite that moment? What might you do different? It isn't easy to integrate. It isn't easy to start to walk as a woman or man who is guided by this non-physical value when there's going to be loads of people who are not going to understand or who are not there yet (laughs) or who don't want you to do that for whatever reason. So you're going to have to develop this, this skill of holding your power and affirming you are the creator, the greatest gift that the zero, that God, that the infinite intelligence behind existence gave you is your ability to create what it is that's on your heart. 
those little moments when we want to give away our power are opportunities to either be the CEO authority screenwriter or to dissolve as the extra into the background. All right, so now let's move on to magical tool number three. So you're integrating, you're bringing this non-physical value into the external world. And you're practicing taking your power back so that you're at the home. So you get to be in service to and the screenwriter of this value into real life. Then the third thing that we need to do to become the CEO, to become empowered, to defy the odds, and to manifest all of those beautiful, juicy things, prosperity, abundance, power, success. Be disciplined. (laughs) Discipline. Listen, this might not be our favorite, right? If you don't have twos, fours, eights in your chart, you might kind of like uh, recoil at this one. Because it's kind of cliche, it's something that you hear a lot, the importance of discipline or the importance of, of focus. But the eight, when it's in its higher function, it loves taking action. The eight is chomping at the bit to be engaged with this holodeck of reality, to play in it. The eight wants to continually focus its energy over and over again into the direction of its goal. Discipline is is simply developing the skill of focusing on something that you want. It's about being deliberate. It's about being strategic. And the eight loves setting and achieving goals. The eight loves to prove that it can move the needle, right? But I think such a big manifestation block for all of us is simply not doing this, not developing the discipline for the things that matter, for the things that we really want. Now, remember, if you're not integrating it's very difficult to be disciplined because you're not moved by something that is so deep and meaningful. If you're not taking your power back, it's very difficult to be disciplined because in essence, you're sort of waiting for someone else to give you permission to be who you want to be, do what you want to do, have what you want to have. So obviously you're not going to focus your energy on taking action if you really don't believe that you're worthy of it or that you have the capacity or capability to become that woman or man, right? So not consistently working towards that thing is such a big block. I think I've told this story before, but as an eight life path, this has been a deep historical thematic for me, this block. When I was young, I was, I was really chubby. <laughs> I was a chubby girl from like 12 years old to about 20. And I have these memories of like watching 
movies with the female main character that is beautiful and stunning and I just remember thinking to myself if I could somehow become beautiful and stunning and fit like her then all of my dreams will come true and so then my thought process was if I could just manifest a genie with a bottle no joke I literally had this thought in my mind if I could just manifest a genie with a bottle I would just wish to eat anything that I want and to be fit it is precisely that thought process that prevented me from ever achieving fitness from ever feeling like I was truly in command of my beautiful body temple. It's almost like there's a part of us that is inconvenienced, that's not the right word, um, discouraged by having to work towards the thing. But it's actually working towards the thing that enables you to become the person that is it right and this is why like there's like weight loss surgeries and sometimes they work for people but it's like if you just try to have the magical thing the magical pill you could say and you don't actually become the woman or the man who is fit who learns how to focus their energy on the value let's say of fitness you're never going to sustain it you're never going to achieve it it's not going to be authentic it's not going to be real it's not going to be yours so it wasn't until i developed the skill of being fit that i got fit and i know this sounds (laughs) like so simple but it's these simple things that we overlook, especially when we're deep into the spiritual principles of manifestation, right? Like we think to ourselves, like it's all energetic and no, it's, it's greatly energetic for sure. But the eight shows up and says, it is the merging of these two things. Yes, it is about being rooted in the non-physical It's getting our mindset behind it, taking our power back. But it's also about developing the reverence and excitement of the transformation process. It's developing a affinity for and a love for the trial and error process of transformation, of becoming the woman or man who has the thing. And I say this to clients all the time. And at first, when I first say it, they kind of don't get it. But then over time, they're like, yeah, now I get it. It's like, I don't want you to manifest the thing that you told me you want on your intake form. I want you to become the woman or man who can easily hold it, who can easily be it. So this magical tool of discipline of becoming disciplined is ultimately just loving the process of transformation of developing a skill over time developing a skill over time 
or I could put it in another way. Um, Directing and focusing your energy in a deliberate way on taking action on your non-physical values in the physical world. The eight, when it's in its higher function, loves the process. The eight loves to see, for instance, as an example, the muscles gently starting to reveal themselves on day two. Or how they can do one push-up on day one and then three push-ups on day 12. The eight in its higher function understands that developing that focus and that deliberate skill, that discipline, is actually just a part of being the CEO, is that you just love that process. One of my favorite things that happens in movies is the movie montage moment. This doesn't happen as much anymore, but it happened a lot in like the 80s and 90s, right? And the movie montage moment moment was like when the main character would like suddenly decide like, I'm going to take my power back and I'm going to make this thing happen, <laughs> right? And so it's like when Rocky decides to start to train to fight and it's like the music is going and he's running and he's punching and he's doing push-ups, right? And it's that movie montage moment. That is the eight. It's focused, deliberate action towards the thing that you say you want, towards the thing that truly matters to you, Right? There's this other, nobody's going to probably know this movie reference, but there's um, the movie The Cutting Edge, which was like this figure ice skating romance movie. Same thing, right? It's like when they decide to train for the Olympics, movie montage moment. The music starts playing, they're training, they're running, they're doing the moves over and over again. She's falling, she's falling, right? They fail, they fail. But you know when you watch those movie montage moments, it gets your blood flowing, right? Because it's not about getting to the Olympics or Rocky winning the fight. It's that they're becoming a person who is engaged with that creative process. They're becoming a person who's developing a skill. They're becoming a person who is simply... <laughs> with regular systematic action is transforming into who they want to be. So get out that notebook and here's the homework to activate this tool of discipline. I want you to look at what you came up with from magical tool number one. What is the treasure that you extracted from 2023? And what are the goal or goals for 2024 that align with that? I want you to then write down a version of this sentence. What are the three most important things that I need to get done today to move the needle on this goal? That is discipline. That's deliberate focus. That is being intentional, being an intentional creator versus being a victim. 
That is being the main character versus being the extra or the supporting actor. What are the three things that you could do today to move the needle on the school? If you did that, you know, let's even just say five days a week for every week of this year. Do you understand the transformation that would occur? Do you, do you understand what would happen? By integrating what really matters to you, by the deep, deep calling or value into your life and taking your power back knowing that you are the screenwriter and then taking action on the goals that align with the thing that really matters to you like there's nothing that's going to stop you now i do want to add one last thing And I think that a lot of my clients that have the eight in their chart, they're going to like nod their heads at this because this is something that we, we talk a lot about. This is not about perfection. This isn't about unicorns and sunshine. This isn't about like manifesting, you know, every day something amazing, although that can definitely happen. Like the eight is a number in numerology books that is a number of dedication and perseverance incredible perseverance. Why? It doesn't matter if the eight falls. It doesn't matter if they fail. They're so engaged in the process of building the skill that it's not even about the thing anymore, right? It's not even about like the end result. It is about who they are becoming. So 2024, We might face challenges. We might get hit by life, by being human. Every client that I've worked with for the past 10 years, the clients that work with me for six months to three years at a time, we joke about this. We joke about how there's always something, right? There's something that happens or occurs and it, and it, feels like we want to almost make that mean it's time to stop, to lose the focus. The thing I want to leave you with here is discipline and focus and taking your power back and integrating. These can coexist and should coexist alongside life. It's not going to be perfect. And the master manifester, the CEO, powerhouse energy archetype understands this. The greatest, most powerful clients that I've worked with who have manifested incredible impact, incredible income. These are people that get back to work and focus on those three things, let's say, take their power back, reconnect to their values, even when stuff goes sideways. The lower function of the eight, instead of being disciplined, (laughs) isn't being lazy, actually. The lower function of the eight is being embarrassed that they're not a master already. (laughs) The lower function of the eight is like 
starting, for instance, um, snowboarding. I just started that this winter, like taking their first lesson of snowboarding. And because they're not shredding like Olympian level, they want to quit. Isn't that interesting? The lower function of the eight is not laziness. The lower function of the eight in the context of this conversation is taking their ball and going home. It's, it's being embarrassed and thinking that there's something wrong if they're not a master straight out of the gates. Interesting, huh? So these are the three magical tools. In the show notes, I will lay all of this out for you so that you could print it out. You can copy and paste it into a Word document. And I know that we're just skimming the surface. There is so much more to talk about under the auspices of the eight. To all of my members on the seventh floor, to all of my Patreon people, this month I'm going to be answering one of your questions. So did a question come up with one of the magical tools? Did a question come up around this number eight, around manifestation, around power? around empowerment, please let me know. You can either comment here on the blog or you can send me a personal note if you want to keep it private. And remember, there will always be a link in the show notes to join the seventh floor so you can receive that bonus audio of us diving deeper into the thematic of the month. And if you want one-on-one support, If you want a spiritual bestie at your side as you move and shake and defy the odds with your superpowers at the helm, with your core numerology, I'm here. I'm currently enrolling two spots of my six-month program. I just have two left. So please reach out to me if that's something that you're interested in. Okay, guys, I'll talk with you very, very soon. Big hugs.